With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Hello out there. We're on the air. Pre-recorded, of course. I am one half of the fantastic hosts. That is, that makes up actually rambling about racing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Preston Lude. And welcome to another edition of Rambling About Racing, episode 172. As I look at Matt to make sure, yep, 172. If you're joining on your regular podcast platform, we thank you. And as always, if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and tell all of your friends seriously. We're starting to kind of get somewhere. Some videos have views. Others, maybe not so much, but that's okay. It's whatever. But before we get to the intros, yes, we were not here last week, and we do apologize for that. Life happens. We are two busy people around here with two totally different lifestyles these days. So, without further ado, I'll introduce you to the guy sitting across from me with another different lifestyle than me. The one, the only Matt Beamer. Hey, well, Matt. Don't say it like that, first of all. Second, well, hey, we're two busy people. We are two busy people. I do apologize. Last week was totally my fault. For not doing the episode. Well, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. Well, I, I, I do, but you, there's really no excuse for it. I could tell you, oh, I was at training. We got back, and then I decided, well, we're not going to do the episode. Well, you got back. I mean, you. it was kind of like a, it was, it was a close window. It was a close window. And then once I got back, I realized, wow, you know what? We're just not going to do the show. I bet you were tired. I, mean, I, I was tired. Yeah, it, see, it was a go. long time of training. Then I realized for the first time in rambling about racing's history, even all the way back to In the Marbles, for the first time we canceled a episode for that week, it wasn't, it was my fault. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't anybody else's fault. It was just, or I want to say fault, reasons. Yeah, there you go. Reasonings. Or, Reasonings. Or that Whatever definition you can come up right. with. I don't know. All I can't right. think of anything. Yeah, I else, can't think honestly. of anything right now. But we're back here this week. Thanks for being patient with us. Whether you're again on your regular podcast platform or YouTube, really do appreciate you taking the time to stop by and listen to us ramble about racing. We got an interesting episode this week. Correct. The biggest weekend of racing coming up here this weekend: Monaco, Indy 500, Coke 600. It's a long day of racing. It's a marathon. Yes. Not a sprint. And you are going to be there at the Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coca-Cola 600. You looking forward to it? Oh, I'm so excited right now. I really can't contain my excitement anymore. No, it's, I, it's Race I week is here. Yes, race week is definitely here, Preston. Again, man, we, we have a lot to catch up on. we got to talk about the All-Star Race. Yeah. We have to talk about, we have to preview the Indy 500, Coke 600, and Monaco Grand Prix, which I, I will say this on the get-go here. We say this is a racing podcast. We try to cover all three major series here within the United States that is big, you know, in Indy, NASCAR, and Formula One. However, I feel bad about IndyCar because this is about the only time we really talk about IndyCar here because it is the biggest race of the year. I'd say or say even bigger than the Daytona 500. It's older than the Daytona 500, bigger than the Daytona 500. 
and some might say, I mean, this I mean, this is the only time that Indy is sold out ever right now. This is a big time for Indy, for the city of Indianapolis, for the series of IndyCar. And unfortunately, because of this race, it's just shoulders shadows to rest. Yeah. No, no, you're you're right. Indy Indy five hundred is a a huge, huge deal. Uh I probably would agree with you. It's a it's a bigger event than the Daytona 500. This now in years past, before I started trying to watch IndyCar, Indy 500 was probably the only race that I would ever watch every year. Which I feel like that's kind of like most motorsports fans are like that. If they don't really watch IndyCar, Indy 500 would still be the one race they watch here because it's just such a big weekend in general. This is, a, this is like a motorsports fan's dream, honestly. This is the one week in a year where I feel like it is one right after the next, right after the next. I'm sure they all fit in there, but the races aren't as prestigious as this weekend's coming up here. Yeah. We have Monaco Grand Prix for Formula One. Hands down, the, the their version of Indy or Daytona. Then you have the Indianapolis 500, which goes without saying is a big event. Everybody wants to win the Indy 500. Then you have the longest race in stock car racing, the Coca-Cola 600, 600 miles to Charlotte, 400 laps. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be a blast. But anyway, man, but regardless of that, regardless of everything we'll get into, how's everything? How's the wife? How's the family? How's the kids? Everybody is good. Good. We, wife and I just got back from a camping trip over the weekend. Where'd you go camping? I uh, went up to Santee. Uh, right there on Lake Marion, stayed at a KOA with some uh, okay. other friends of ours. I, I kid-free weekend. Oh, a kid-free weekend. Yes, nice. a kid-free weekend. Everybody did not, all, all the couples there did not have their kids. So it was just a big adults trip. Tent camping. Ugh. So um, I would have brought my camper, hands I, down. I have been tent camping plenty of times before, uh, before my parents ended up getting a camper. And we would go camping once, almost once a month growing up. So Ashton had never been camping in general. So it was definitely. Oh my goodness. It was definitely going to be interesting, but she, she made it through. It was fine. You know, she, she had a blast and everything. So it's definitely something that I'll probably look forward to doing again. Not as a relaxing weekend as I thought it was going to be. Why is that? We just, we did. So it was just seemed like the weekend. I mean, we didn't get up there till almost four o'clock on Friday afternoon. And by that time, as soon as we got there and set up camp, we were heading back into town across the lake to go to the grocery store to get stuff for the weekend. And we came back and grilled out for dinner. And then we went fishing from, I mean, it was probably about 11 o'clock. Went down to the pier, the dock, and went fishing for a couple hours. Probably got back about 1 o'clock. It was nice. Good time. Saturday was full of, I don't know, the guy, the everybody wanted to do something. I mean, we got up and did breakfast, and then we went down to the lake. Everyone wanted to swim in the lake. I didn't swim in the lake. It's not my cup of tea. If I can't see what I'm swimming in, I don't want to do it. Which contradicts things because we live like next to the ocean. Right next to the ocean. And I grew up going to the ocean like all the time. And I will go in the ocean. I don't know. I guess I've just been in the ocean so much. I've been accustomed to. There's not really a whole lot that's in there. Then, Makes sense. Uh, the lake, on the other hand. And also the, the water s- smells. It's kind of odd. It's a lake. Just, yeah, it's a lake. So we did that. Went in the lake. Went out on the boat for a little bit. Play some basketball at the campground. Oh, I wouldn't say play basketball. More like horse. Okay, or fair we, enough. We we call it dog because we don't want to be there all no, day. No, I don't want to be there all day. Don't blame me. <laughs> Hit the arcade and stuff like that. Went to a barbecue place and came back. Uh, everybody went back to the water. I went fishing. Didn't catch anything. There was a fish out there that was very elusive, though. I cast out there about six times, and he took my worm every single time. He pulled the bobber right under. You know, you do the thing. You got to pull back real right, quick. Right, right. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. That I, I was very angry. I was in search of that, whatever okay, that fish buddy. was. It's okay, buddy. So it was a good time. Good time. Uh, the only bad part about it was probably Sunday morning, waking up, and it was raining. Ugh. We had planned to wake up early to pack up before the rain. Right. And it was raining when I got up at 530 in the morning. I was just like, Ugh. We got everything packed up real quick, though. We hit the Cracker Barrel at 7 o'clock in the morning. We were the first people there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. Okay. Good time. Good. good time. Got home in time to relax. Catch the All-Star Race. Nice, dude. What a great weekend. It was a good weekend. How was your weekend? I worked all but Saturday, and it was just a full day of taking care of stuff. Nothing, no, nothing crazy? I got forced. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh, that's, well. That's no fun. Yeah, that's no bueno. 
Was it? I mean, was it, you know relaxing though? Well, yeah, it was, but uh-huh. still, I tested five inch. Oh, okay. I'm messing up with the cameras too, so everybody's looking at me talking and just looking at you, going, "Oh, oh, five inch, yeah, Ooh. yeah, five yeah. inch." I'm sorry. But anyway, let's go ahead and uh, head into Hey Man. Yeah. Folks, before we continue on with the start of Season 5 of Ramblin' About Racing, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest Ramblin' About Racing gear, such as t-shirts like the one I have on, hoodies, hats, or anyone but lineup exclusively at Bonfire, and so much more. Pint glasses for your beers and everything like that. Just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. And there you can find the links to both Teespring and Bonfire. All Every purchase will help out Rambling About Racing bring you better content and hopefully more content at, at tracks around the country later on as we get there. So head on over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links can also be found be found in the youtube video below or on your podcast description on your regular podcast platform below again all proceeds help out rambling about race and bring you better content in the future hey man Hey, man. And hey, man, here at Ramblin' About Racing, as always, presented by Devos Outdoor Lighting. Head over to devosoutdoor.com. Use discount code Ramblin' for 10% off of your order. Links can be found in the podcast or YouTube description, as well as at ramblinaboutracing.com under the sponsors tab. Preston. Matt. All-Star Weekend at North Wilkesboro Speedway. We had a truck race. And we had the actual all-star race for Cup. Overall, how was the race weekend? And I know, I know, Preston, you warned me. We're going to hear a rant. We're going to hear what's going to happen, what your opinions are. I'm sure we're going to hear about our opinions. Yeah, we Both will. of our opinions. You know what? We're not even going to do the normal how was the race weekend because I have a feeling we have a lot to talk about here. Okay, yeah, so, sure. So why don't you go ahead and start off with a question that I know you have. I, I thought the race weekend was great. Okay, race weekend was good. I thought it was great. For me, the truck series race was a complete wash. If and, and it goes back to cup drivers being in lower series, but it also, to me, has to do with cup drivers racing on tracks in order to get, especially new tracks that nobody's raced on, mm-hmm. getting laps in order to be better on Sunday. I get it. It's a truck series versus the cup cars, two completely different vehicles. But the fact of the matter is... We saw drivers who raced in the truck race, be it Kyle Larson and mainly Bubba Wallace, in my opinion, do amazing during the All-Star race in the Cup Series, while everybody else was just meh. And to me, that was an unfair advantage. NASCAR something to let that happen, albeit, I mean, it is an All-Star race. It has nothing to do with points or whatever. It was a points race. I could see it. But what 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 are your takes on it? I, at this point, I think it's... For okay, so we we have talked about it before in in past episodes at certain, you know, guys getting getting to do that. But for a track like this, I mean, I really honestly I see no problem with it because if maybe just NASCAR needs just bring, needs to bring back testing and practice, then and maybe it'll it won't be a, an issue like that. And I, I mean, it's just a track that none of those guys have probably ever raced on, or some people have. You know, like Ryan Newman has raced in, I think modifies or something like that just last year there. It's a track that probably most people have not raced at. I think Josh Berry's probably raced at it before. Maybe Alex Bellman. I don't know. But it's just some. We just we're at a track that maybe some people just haven't raced at. So <laughs> maybe they should bring back testing or practice or something. No, I agree. Testing and practice would coming back would help out. But it was just the fact that it was a all star race, and it. I mean, I'm making a mountain out of an anthill. I feel, but I'm also being the broke record. I'm also being the squeaky wheel, and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Nobody's put grease on this yet, and no. some people will say, oh, it's great, you know, you're racing against the best, so you can do better and step up your game. No, I complete, I find that completely false. I don't care what any other podcast says or any other fan says. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to die on that hill. 
That's fine. Hey, man, we all have hills we want to die on. Yeah, speaking of hills you want to die on. Oh, gosh. Is the rant you want to talk about about the All-Star race? Yeah, it is actually. Okay, so let's go ahead and hear your two cents on it. I want to hear this <laughs> rant, and then I'll, I'll respond. Okay. Uh, boy, I don't even know where to start, honestly. Um, I tell you what, since you don't know where to start, I'll, I know exactly where I want to start. Okay, yeah, here, yeah, you go ahead, and then we'll, and I'll see where I can slide on in here. If you move back. In the history archives of rambling about racing, not but let's see here, four episodes ago, mm-hmm. so about five six weeks ago, we were talking about the upcoming race at at North Wilkesboro Speedway for the All Star Race. It's on YouTube. has has over seven hundred and fifty views on YouTube. The yep. episode went great. Episode one sixty eight. Yep. In which I talk about what I what worries me the most about this upcoming race at North Wilkesboro Speedway, and I talked about. How, if it was a good race, that next year wouldn't meet up to the hype? Or, on the flip side of that coin, if it was deemed to be a boring race, if it was to flop, that nobody would like it, regardless if it's at North Wilkesboro or not. And even we tweeted out here, rambling about race, and I know you're not privy to getting a heads up, hey, I'm tweeting this, but I tweeted out, for it being as hyped up as it was, it was a boring race. It was a single groove racetrack. Because when I see think all-star race, and they're comparing it to one hot night, and they're comparing it to all these things, they hyped it up so much that I feel like NASCAR shot themselves in the foot. The, the what's it? Oh, my goodness. I'm drawing brain fart here. The, what NASCAR and Fox did with the broadcasting. You could, I, I saw it on TikTok today where Clint Boyer was talking about something about Ryan Blaney. And Ryan Blaney was he was in the throttle and he's like, Okay, I'll stay with this and listen. And he comes off the corner. He's trying to give him an idea of he's just not going full throttle and how he's working the throttle. And it cuts to a wide shot of, I think, Eric Jones. And you hear Clint Boyer throwing down a pin. Just I mean, NASCAR and Fox used to be great with these all star races. The all star race in itself used to be a great show. Mm-hmm. We took it away from Texas. Yay. We're, at, we're back in North Wilkesboro. Yay. The race was boring. Oh, well, what do you expect these days? With this car and this package, the low horsepower, pretty much we're still stuck in a low horsepower, high downforce package here where there's no passing. It was a single groove racetrack. It was boring. Mm. The, the, high, the race didn't match the hype. Mm. And now I throw it to you. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you won't you won't agree with anything I'm about to say, but that's no, okay. No, it's okay. No, that's all Go right. Ahead. Um, the race I thought was great. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I don't think it was boring whatsoever. Kyle Larson had actually come all the way from the back after a penalty and passed everybody. He had it figured out much better than everybody else did. He was he was the only person to run the groove off of turn four on the apron where the concrete was, which gave him extra boost down the straightaway. Nobody else did it except for Kyle Larson. Larson had to pass so many people. There were cars sliding. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, because there are people on the Twitter that like to cry and, oh, boy, I'm sorry. No, 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 let it go. Let it go. It sucks sucks that we cannot curse on this show because I would. We're we're a family-friendly show. We're family-friendly show. People that are cry and complain, and it's just, nothing happening in this race. I saw plenty of passing in that race, honestly. There were cars sliding all over the track. It was, and there, and like also like, people wanted talked about. Oh man, it'd be so cool if we could throw it back. Let's throw it back to the old school days at North Wilkesboro. Well, guess what? We threw it back, all right, because that's how racing was back in the day. We actually got a race where somebody just whooped the entire field about three about a quarter of the way through the race. That's what happened. Kyle now, Larson whooped the field. I, I get that, but I will say it is an all star race. Yeah, it's an all star. But here's and. Okay, so like I said, people want to throw it back, and then they want to complain. Oh, we want old school racing, and then old school racing comes back, and it was, oh, that's not what we wanted. Oh, I'm sorry with them. Then what did you want? I was expecting not Kyle Larson to run away with it, from I, or any driver to I run away with it. I think that the all-star race, and for once, we got an all-star race that was straightforward. We were going to run 100 laps. We get a caution in the middle. We're going to run that other 100 laps. Thank God we didn't get any stupid gimmicks in it. Thank God. Thank God we moved away from having to have a rocket science degree to figure out the average finish and all this other bullcrap from years ago. It was a straightforward race that I feel like proved to the point 
that Kyle Larson is an all-star. It showed who an all-star is. Yeah, absolutely. That race is what we got as an all-star. Now, I move to this, the people that cry and complain. It's this generation of fans. I don't. I. I won't say it's it's one hundred percent the fan base, but it's the fans that seem to be able to get the loudest voice out there that cry and complain. NASCAR has listened so much to the point that we've moved, and I've said it before. We've moved to this part where the fans, whether it be twenty five or fifty percent or seventy five percent of the fan base, believe that. The way NASCAR has done it now, we've changed all these things that these people expect that we're supposed to have knocked down hard racing every single lap of a race, and that's just not how it goes. You can't have that. At this point, it's almost like Na- it's almost like these people are crying for NASCAR to manipulate it. You can't manipulate motorsports. You can't manipulate sports in general. I had I had I thought about all these different things I could compare it with. It's just. We've we we've moved to this point where people think that we're supposed to have that, and it's not. I wish people would just understand that you can't manipulate motorsports. We got a fantastic race over the weekend, in my opinion. Yes, cars were sliding around. Yes, Kyle Larson dominated, but you know what? It's because nobody could else figure it out. Nobody else could figure it out. The All Star Open was a battle between Bowman and Ty. I mean, uh, excuse me, Josh Berry and Ty Gibbs. They battled it out. We just got to the main event, and Kyle Larson just had it figured out. He drove his way through the field, which leads me to the next point as well. If we can't figure, if people are going to complain about an all-star race, even though, you know, we moved from Texas. Oh, we got away from Texas. Cool. And then we come here and everyone's just like, oh, well, that was kind of a dud. Well, then, you know, in that case, how about we just get rid of the freaking all-star race at this point? And that's what leads me to this. I think we should get rid of their all-star race at this point because it's never going to, it's never going to be any good for anybody. Nobody's ever going to be happy with the all-star race anymore. It should just be done. Okay. We're done with the All-Star race. That's it. Well, no, the All-Star race, I mean, you make some great points here, Preston. You make some points to where, yeah, it was a dominating effort with Kyle Larson. He dominated. He figured it out. Right. He figured it out, and he is a good enough driver to figure it out. I think you could dare say Bubba Wallace figured it out, but he was like six seconds back. It's a short track. It's a very short track, What just a little over a half a mile track. It is a very interesting track. We haven't been there since 96. The track surface needs to be repaved. I think once a repave happens, I think we're going to see better. We'll probably get more. We'll, we'll see a second we'll, groove. We'll get two grooves of racing. We'll see, see a second groove. It's, it's you know, people they people want to. Now, how about this? We got a preview of what it would be like without stage racing at this point. Yes, we got that caution in the middle of it, but that is what it would look like without stages. There's no way people would be able to sit through that these days. The fan base that NASCAR has groomed at this point, the new fan base, there's no way they would be able to sit through a race. That's what a race is. Because the- Not all of these stage breaks, quote-unquote, it might as well be called sprint races within the race. That's not a race. A race is an endurance race from point A to point B. Not point A to point B and then start over point A to point B again. No, that's not how this works. A race is something straightforward. There's no brakes except for a caution if it happens. There's not. And I just, I, I, I can't fathom it. It just, the All-Star race needs to go. Wilkesboro needs to get repaved and it needs to get a, it needs to get its own date on the schedule. Wilkesboro should be coming back. Okay, I as, think, as a full-time race. As a full-time race. And you know what? I'll even throw it back to this too. 1994, Jeff Bowl 9 lapped the entire field and a 400-lap race at North Wilkesboro. Right. And the last six races, the average margin of victory at North Wilkesboro, the last six races, seven seconds. Everybody wants nostalgia. Hey, man, sorry about North Wilkesboro. But all of a sudden, now everyone's like, oh, well, maybe, we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't go back. Oh, man, now the fans are like, oh, that kind of sucked. Well, what do you <laughs> expect? I mean, what, what, what do we expect here? This is how racing used to be. So... Here's my question here, and it isn't necessarily about North Wilkesboro Speedway, but it might be about the car more so. Could the car be to blame? The car could be. I have seen a few people, folks talk about how it's, it's, more, it's more of the diffuser that's causing the issue from people behind the leader. We're saying, yeah, people can pass in traffic, but it's when the leader gets out there, nobody can really figure it out. And I, I think I can see that, honestly. I really think I can see that. I mean... Say, I, th- I would probably go far, as far as say, like, with Kansas, you know, people running different lines and stuff like that. I mean, you don't want to follow the leader because then you can't pass, honestly. 
I think it I think it really has to do with the leader, the air coming from the diffuser. I think if we remove the fu- remove the diffuser or figured it out, I think we should alter it and see what happens. Right. Because obviously we can pass in traffic, but then when it gets to the point of getting to the leader, we can't pass all of a sudden. And that's the big issue. But hey, you know, that's just my two cents in this whole thing, you know. I thought it was a great weekend and but I had to see all those people complain. Oh man, what a boring race. Well, you know what? What 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 is what are we gonna do for an all star race to be exciting again? Probably nothing. You just have to let these things kind of happen and materialize. It's like with Formula One. You don't. I mean, other than throwing the sprint races in there, right? You don't see them changing the actual race up. Usually, the excitement we get is just materialized on its own. That's what motorsports are. You can't get photo finishes every single week like these people in NASCAR want. You can't. Like I said, it's just that new fan base that just thinks that we're supposed to, that's just what's the way it's supposed to be every single week. And it's not. Sorry, but it's not. And they'll I, eventually figure it out. I, I feel like I can't even rebuttal anything you said because what you said makes perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, I mean, it just defense, clicked off the, in my mind while I was watching it after the race. So I was just like, you know, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. No. There's nothing. There's nothing that's going to, I feel like the All Star race is just, and, like you said at 168, you were like, man, I'm worried that the All-Star race isn't going to lose its luster. Or North Wilkesboro will yeah. lose the luster. Yeah, well, that, guess what? That's a big thing. The All-Star race has honestly lost its luster at this point. Was it cool that we had the pick crew challenge? Absolutely. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool for them to determine how the starting order was going to be cool. Other than that, not a lot. We got we had some cool battles in the open. You yeah. Know? yeah. Ty Gibbs was moving people around. People were getting upset. Michael McDowell was... Said he couldn't pay the fine, so that's why I didn't want to say anything to him. Oh. But boy, man, the fans cheered when he held up Ty Gibbs on that track. Yep. Boy, the people loved it. They ate it up. I like it. Yeah, okay. I mean, fair enough. But fair, that's all I got enough. to say. I Again, I think the defense rested, and <laughs> I'm, I'm the prosecutor going, we got nothing. That was we a good nothing. rebuttal, man. That was well said. And you make some great points there. I mean, what are we going to do with the fan base? I think it's more of a fan base. Maybe the car issue. North Wilkesboro did nothing wrong. It was just standing there abandoned for since 96. Yeah, I'm glad that they brought it back. Finally gets a comeback. And then this is what we hear. And I'm I'm guilty of it, man. I was expecting to see a a more entertaining race, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I'm one of those fans who, when, especially during an exhibition race and an all-star race like this, doesn't worry about points doesn't worry about anything you move that guy to win you spin him out you do whatever it takes to get up front mm-hmm. everybody race clean to me i mean if if i remember correctly i don't remember one caution in that race ever involved an accident no there was it was ricky stenhouse yes yeah, was, yeah there it is yeah. i forgot ricky stenhouse <laughs> consistent ricky right there with the cautions <laughs> was the only caution there, but it didn't really change the whole race. That was just a blip. That was one of, what, two cautions during the whole race? Yeah, anyway. if you want to count the, the middle. Yeah, the middle as, section. I mean, as, technically, as a caution. Yeah, as a caution. And it's just one of those things where, with me at least, I want to see a good old-fashioned race that beating and banging and stuff like that, especially during an all-star race. But you can't re, you can't duplicate it to your point the one hot night where they ran Charlotte under the lights for the first time. You can't duplicate no. that. You can't duplicate. I can't even remember uh, the 2009 all-star race where they were racing hard at Charlotte motor speedway and Jeff Gordon got wrecked come three wide off of the turn four with Newman and Kyle Busch and Tony Stewart ended up winning that race. You can't duplicate that stuff. And if you try to manufacture it, we've talked about it on the show before you will get nothing but fans going, I don't buy it. It's fake. It's pro wrestling. Give me a break. Yep. But you make a good point, man. I, I don't think I could say anything else in regards to that because I think you won that. I think we should go to North Wilkesboro. I think it should get paved. Yeah, def- I think, most definitely. I think the paving will help. And also, last I checked on the internet, I think the seating capacity is like 25,000 or something like that, 30,000 maybe. Yeah, you could put seats all around there and it, it'll fill up. I think they could add a little bit more seats and I think I don't think they would have to worry about it not being a sellout. Right. I think uh, if we brought it back, I don't think they would have NASCAR would have to worry about it not being a sellout. Because you know, we go to all these other tracks with, you know, we've seen it as the years have gone how tracks have taken seats down because yep. 
they just there's just nobody showing up. Well, anything else regarding the All Star race, right there, Preston? Uh, no, I don't think. I think uh, Kyle Larson winning, dominating both. What he struggled a week in there. Yeah, he. You know what? That some would say it's reminiscent of like what Jimmy Johnson used to do. Someone also made, brought up a good point. You know, when Jimmy Johnson was dominating, it seemed like NASCAR was trying to change everything to get him to not dominate. And I did hear this comment: Jimmy Johnson didn't go down to the lower series and race in those though. But no, he saying, didn't. He didn't. He, he saying, kept it in the Cup Series and dominated the Cup Series. He didn't have to go down to Xfinity to good laps and experience or a truck to get laps and experience. He stayed in the Cups and do- Cup Series and dominated. I know. But- so, so I mean, you can't compare Kyle Larson to Jimmy Johnson. In fact, you won't compare Jimmy Johnson to Kyle Larson because it, it, if it had to head battle with Jimmy Johnson in his prime against Kyle Larson, Johnson would win every time. That'd be a really close one. No, it wouldn't be a really go- close one. But you you want to know what would, wouldn't make it close is if Kyle Larson went down to the lower series and ran the truck series to gain experience on there and then came out. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Even Kyle Busch did it in the Jimmy Johnson's prime. Couldn't beat him. Jimmy Johnson, That's true. Jimmy Johnson didn't have to go down to the lower series to win and do well and dominate. Okay. I, I want an argument here. All right. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, anything else regarding the all-star race in nope. North Wilkesboro? Okay. Real quick question here. Bring it back for next year or, or don't? I think, yeah. Yeah. Bring it back. I think okay. it'll probably be brought back as an all-star race. Yeah. But I think they should, I think bring it back as an all-star race next year and then start exploring options of how to fit it into the schedule. Right. Repave it. Definitely though. Uh, yeah. Repave. I think a repave will be on the way at some point. Yep. I think it will too. I think after this race weekend, it's, it's going to be, I mean, it, it was definitely cool to see them racing on that surface. I it mean, was. I was worried about the track coming up. Nope. Because those car stores earlier in the week when they were practicing, some of the track was coming up, and I was like, oh, boy, we're going to be in for a pretty rough weekend. And it, it held know, they together. laid the sealant down and everything, and it held together. And it was, I mean, a, a, an abrasive, a real abrasive track. Yep. I mean, you were, the fall off was like two seconds. Yeah, it was. In a matter of laps. So it was cool. It was, it was some cool sideways, sideways, however you want to call it, racing. You got your hands full and you could see it for sure on the Fox broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of guys almost getting sideways off the turn. Yep, I did too. Kyle Larson even got sideways coming off the final turn. Now the big weekend of racing coming up here, buddy. We got Monaco in the Coke 600, the trifecta coming up here. First one, we're going to talk about Formula One and, Circuit de Monaco. I don't know if I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. What do you expect to see from this weekend's Monaco race? I mean, there are rumors out there that might be canceled only because they canceled Imola because of the flooding in Italy. Mm-hmm. Everything's in Imola. Still? As far as I know. Last time I checked. I haven't seen anything lately on that. But, yeah, that was... Um, but Imola got canceled. And, of course, we didn't bring it to you last week because we didn't have a show last week. Right. But, holy cow. I mean, Did Italy's getting rocked. Yeah, Italy, Italy, Italy's Bloody. getting rocked. And pray for those guys because yeah. they're getting just a crud beat out of them yeah. with these rains and stuff. But, holy cow. So, when I, I saw a video on YouTube, I don't remember who did it and stuff. But he was talking about Imola got canceled. But everything's there. Monaco's in danger. Of I don't canceled. think Monaco's in danger because last I heard, if I remember correctly, and I, I, this is speculation. This if is I remember correctly, seeing there was a documentary that I can't remember who did it, but it ended up getting put on YouTube because it was done years and years ago, and it talks about how every Formula One team has two of everything because of the different parts of the world that they have to go to all the time. So usually, when things are getting set up in one race, everything they have like duplicates of other stuff and that stuff is already getting set up and sent on to the next destination. I don't, I don't really see anything like that happening because if that were the case, I feel like we would have already seen we a lot of, a yeah. lot of talk about it. So I don't think it should be in any danger. No, I don't think it is either. I haven't checked to see what the weather was going to be like for the weekend. If it was going to be raining or not. I mean, I can only imagine if it was raining, boy, that would be a tough. That's a. I can tell you right now, Monaco is a very tough racetrack. It is. I mean, people say people like to argue and say, you know, oh, there's no passing, but like, I mean, that when it comes down to it, that is one of the most mentally challenging tracks, in my opinion, on the F1 circuit. 
Yeah, most I mean, definitely. I can't see anything comparing it to me racing it like on the Xbox, but I mean, it is tough. Yep, absolutely. It is tough trying to drive as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and push it to the envelope without hitting the wall because you yep. have very little margin of and error. And we've seen it before, with even with Vax Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton qualifying, hitting yeah. the wall and just yep. losing uh, it. Year, a couple years ago, Charles Leclerc, yep. he had the fastest time, and he was coming through... Um, I mean, it was that one of those last S's. I mean, it was that real quick S. I think and the swimming it, pool, right? It was they call it right, the swimming pool. It was near the swimming pool, and it was it was you come around, you make a left, and then you're you make that right left. I mean, it's just like almost like you're kind of shooting it diagonally, and like he hit it just enough to where he glanced the wall, I think, and it bounced the car up just high enough that when he went back over the next set of rumble strips, I mean, the car was. I mean, he shot straight into the wall, and it was just wild to watch. I mean, it's just that little margin of error. And I, and I will say, if they do, if it is rain forecasted for, I guess you're looking at up right now. I can, uh, yeah, I'm probably yeah, gonna try and look be, it up because the only bad thing I have to say about that, I love the standing starts at Monaco. They're a lot of fun to watch. Everybody trying to get into squeeze into turn one. But if it is raining, I think it was last year that we saw it. They started under the safety car. Pulled yeah. the safety car in and then said, okay, go. And, of course, Max Verstappen, I got it. You know, it was, it was kind of bogus in my opinion, but we'll, we'll see what happens this year. But uh, anything else? I mean, that was quick. 80th edition of the Monaco Grand Prix here, Preston. Uh, Monaco. Oh. It, it says oh, okay. 70% chance of rain. Interesting. Sunday. I think that's correct. I'd much rather see it start off in the dry and in the mm-hmm. wets. Let's see if I, I just wanted, me. I just wanted to double check yeah, to make sure check that, that I am. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah, oh boy. that's right. I, I did do it right. Correctly. It's it says 70% chance of rain on Sunday. So interesting. It could get, uh, it's going to make it wet. Yep. I hope. It, it didn't look like it was showing like hard rain, probably like a, a light rain I'm or like more, a drizzle. I'm more than happy with the drizzle because then... No, absolutely. It throws I, a wrench into everything. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Ooh. That's <laughs> oh, going to change my picks for this weekend. Yeah. It's going to yeah, change we'll my see picks. We'll 100%. Anything else, regarding, anything else regarding the Monaco Grand Prix? Nope. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too, buddy. And now we get to one of the biggest races of the year. Uh, a race that... Our buddies at Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast are going to. I did see that the I'm, Indianapolis 500, and it, it's going to be the hundredth and seventh running of the Indy 500. What do you expect? I mean, and again, disclaimer here: we talked about it at the top show. We unfairly don't talk about IndyCar as much as we should on this show. Yeah, because you and I, I would say, aren't big IndyCar fans. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. If you hand us tickets to the Indy 500 or any IndyCar race, yeah, we're going to go. Oh, we're going, absolutely. But to go out of my way and watch it, especially when NASCAR is on or something else is on at the same time, it's like, well... I usually record it. If no. NASCAR's happening at the same time, I'll record and try and watch. Right. But, but with it, this... But it's just so road course heavy to me. It's like, it's not even worth it. To me, it's not worth it. That's a topic for a different issue. Yeah. But are you are you looking forward to the Indianapolis 500? I I am. Uh, I will more than likely have to catch the replay of it unless I can try and right, watch because, it because yeah, I'll, be in, you'll, you'll I'll be in Charlotte on Sunday. Going Charlotte, so buddy. I can mean I could probably watch it on my phone or if I'm not mistaken. In years past, uh, years ago when I would go to the 600 a few years in a few years in a row, excuse me, I'm pretty sure I was able to catch some of the Indy 500. I'm pretty sure they have it playing somewhere up there. I think I'd seen it before, so. I'll probably catch some of it. May have to catch the replay of it. I'll make sure to record it. It's nostalgia is what it is. It I, really I, is. I, 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 I will watch an Indy 500 any day of the week if I need to. It's, you know, those cars are going so fast. You know, they race at Texas, but I don't know. It's just something different about Texas than it is with Indy. I've, Indy is just, like, like I said, it's all nostalgia, man. I I'm excited for just, in general, an entire day of racing. No, I am as well, buddy. And it's going to be a great race. It never disappoints. Something always happens. One thing, either at the middle of the race or the end of the race, I remember, I think it was 2014, 2015, a rookie was leading it. On the final lap, he comes off a turn four. And he hit the wall? And he hit Ah, the wall. I I, I forget who it was, but I felt so 
bad it for was, that Those guy. are the moments you just can't, that just happens. You just cannot it, create that. I, I, I don't know what you would call it, but it was one of these moments. Yeah, just pure shock. How did that? Oh, And I look no. forward to whoever is in victory lane drinking the milk because that. Caroline that, hates right? that part. Caroline, she doesn't like that? Yeah, she hates milk. Ah. For me, I was like, man, if I won the Indy 500, guess what you'd be doing? You'd be drinking, drinking milk, too. Milk, you'd be, baby. You'd be doing what Kyle Larson's wife does with milk if I won the Indy 500. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, Indy 500, coming up here. We'll get you the times for that. Anything else regarding Indy? Nah. Coming up here. And now the your neck of the woods here and my neck of the woods here, the Coca-Cola 600 Memorial Day weekend will wrap up and put the icing on the cake, hopefully, for this upcoming weekend. Not only that, we also have the Truck and Xfinity Series racing there as well. I know you're excited. What are you looking forward to the most this, for NASCAR this weekend at Charlotte? I, you know, I, I have, I'm wrestling with myself to think that it's either going to be the Xfinity Series or the Cup Series that will be the most exciting race of the weekend. And I want to say it's probably going to be the Cup Series, but yeah. it's hard to tell because... It's two different cars, you know, it's yeah, two yeah. different styles. I need to, I'm going to look at the weather again because I know that as far as Sunday goes, it was like a 50, it went up to 50% chance of oh. rain. And I don't, well, I don't like that. Saturday yeah. says 56% chance of rain. Ugh. Sunday is 58% chance of rain. Ugh. And then Monday is 40%. So, oh, uh, yeah. No, ooh, you remember right. Texas circa like 2020 or 2019 where it just rained for all the way to Thursday and they said, okay, we're racing Thursday. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the longest. I, I love getting to go to the 600. You yeah. Know, it's I, a fun race. It's, it truly is an endurance race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get stage breaks, but I mean, just, and just remember it like years ago when Martin Truex led 392 laps. Dominated. I didn't get to go to that race. Jeez, I, I didn't get to go to that one. You're talking about a boring race. I remember watching that. I was like, I watched that geez, entire this, race on this TV. This guy is just dominating this race. Yeah, it was, um, that was something else. This is, it's, it's something, it's, it's so cool just to look at the weekend and think, man, I get to be a part of one of the biggest days in motorsports, whether I get to either attend. Monaco, Indy, or Charlotte. I get to attend Charlotte. The guys at Blind Spot and get to go to the Indy Five Hundred. I mean, it's. I would, I would be okay with attending any of those races. Honestly, on the biggest day of the year, it's just all crown jewel. I'd rather go to Monaco. Yeah, Monaco would be pretty cool. That would be pretty. That would be pretty awesome. Monaco would. Oh, you know what? And speaking of crown jewel, I remember something from my rant that I didn't get to throw in there, but I'll throw it in at the end of the show. Sounds good. So, yeah, so, I'm okay. excited. Two more questions here, Preston. How do teams, if you were a team owner or driver, how would you be preparing for this upcoming race for the Coca-Cola 600? Well, the, I mean, guys train all year long for everything. I mean, you know, it's not like it used to be, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago when you had drivers, you know, those old school cup drivers that, didn't do any kind of exercise during the week. You know, they just showed up on Sunday and they race. Like Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt probably spent most of his time at his farm or something during the week. Which is a workout in itself. Yeah, that's a workout in itself. But nowadays, I mean, these guys train for something like this. The pit crews train for something like this. I don't know how many sets of tires they'll get this weekend, but I expect a hefty amount of pit stops for sure. It has to be on top of your game all night long. And, of course, you know, you... They prepare for 400 laps, but now, you know, rain in the forecast. You have to prepare for, will this race be shortened, or will we even get to race at all? What if we have to race on Monday and during the day? Oh, man, imagine a 400-lap race during the day. Ugh, in the sun, too? Well, 40% chance of rain on Monday. I'm sure there'll be cloud cover, but still, it gets hot, man. I've been, I used to go to those races when Char- uh, when you had the Charlotte over back in October. I mean, it was still kind of hot. Especially baking out in that sun. Yeah, I, my only experience with the Coca Cola Six Hundred was I, two thousand and nine. David Rubin won that race. It started on a Sunday, rain. Went to Monday, rain. After lap two hundred, though, Rudiman was in front. Rudiman got the win, and the diecast is right there, autographed. Yeah. Took me forever to find that car. <laughs> Took me forever, but that that's one of my <laughs> crown jewels right there because. First career win for David Rudman. Mm-hmm. 
But that's my only thing. And hopefully that doesn't happen to you, Preston. I, I, I hope not. You know, I, uh, years ago, before the Roval became a thing, uh, we had gone for the Bank of America 500, was what it was. Yep. 334 laps. We went up there on a, it was a Saturday. Wait, did, did, when did you go? It was a Saturday night. I can't remember what year it was. It was. Who won? Oh, man. I can't remember who won either. Because it ended up getting run on a Sunday. Okay, you didn't go to the one I built. Because it got rained out. It started raining on Saturday morning, and I was like, oh, it'll probably push through because we were on the way up there still. And we got there, and it, it had rained, and it stopped, and then it started raining some again, and I was like, oh, surely they'll decide to still race. They have lights. It's not a big deal. And, I mean, it was like 5.30 in the afternoon. They were just like, yep, we're coming back tomorrow. And it was like, F. All right, well. Yep. <laughs> so we tried. We didn't even get a hotel. We drove back to Charleston just to turn back around again. Yeah, because I've been to two Bank of America 500s. Uh, Jeff Gordon won in 2007, and in 2008, Jeff Burden won. I think think that the one I went to was the final race for Jeff Gordon, I think it was. Because we had to come back the next day. Okay. I can't remember what year that was, though. Shoot, that was probably like 13 or 14 or something like that. 15, maybe? Some, something like that, right around there. Yeah, it was the 24, 24 ever, you know, you know how that Okay, went. I think it was 2016. It was 2016. because he won Martinsville and then... Okay, know. it was 2016. And Jimmy Johnson you know. won seven. Dang. Yep. Okay, all right. Okay, there it is. Wow, that's good, because I could not remember off the top of my head. All right. Well, one more question here before we head into our final thoughts here in our start times and our race predictions or winners predictions for this race. In your opinion, what makes the Indianapolis 500 so special? The fact that they've been going there a hundred and I mean, this will be the 107th race. 107th race. It's just, it's cool to see the history of the race, how everything has evolved. I mean, they, they, they haven't wavered away from changing. I mean, they go back there every single year. It's just, the nostalgia of it, that's all it is. It really comes down to just the nostalgia of the Brickyard, man. It's just something that I wish NASCAR wouldn't have moved away from, you know, because they did the Brickyard for so long. Yep, And I then agree. they decided to change it. IndyCar just, you know, it's just, it's that big crown jewel race in IndyCar. It's the biggest race of the year for them. I'd say biggest race in motorsports, period. I, I mean, they have so much that goes into that. There's yep. so many practice sessions, all these testing days, qualifying and all this other stuff. And some people can't even make the race like Graham Rahal didn't make the race, right? but he's actually going to race. And, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. Got the, in that accident. Got, and that's unfortunate. It was, I did see the, uh, I did see the video of the didn't accident. Look, it didn't look bad. It doesn't look bad, but, but I mean, geez, you're going 230 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah okay. It's bad. Yeah. So Graham Rahal gets to race in it. So, I mean, you just saw the emotion I remember seeing the video and just still shots of the emotion of Graham Ray Hall when he realized he didn't make. Right. I mean, the difference, the guy that beat him out, it was like .004 seconds. That was the difference of Graham Ray Hall not making the Indy 500 and getting to see the pictures of him just so distraught about it. I mean, that right there shows you how important a race like that is to any of those drivers, honestly. Yep, absolutely. And what does it for me is, you're right. The history of it, the tradition of it, the yard of bricks, kissing yard of bricks, the milk, the difficulty making the event. Mm-hmm. I mean, out a few years ago, Alonzo didn't make it. Two-time world champion. Didn't make the race. And it's just one of those things. And, he, and you know, he could have bought his way in, but it's like, no, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make my way in. Right. It's just one of those races where anything could happen. It's a great race. Long race, but it's it's well it, worth it. It reminds you of almost like how we used to have the build up to like the Daytona 500 we, with the speed weeks. That's what this is. I mean, except it's, if it's except it's a month. Yeah, it's like it's it is a month build up to this thing. Like I said, all the all the practice session, the testing days, the qualifying. It's just it's it's huge. It's huge, and man, I I, I love it. The Indy 500 is so cool to watch. Even if you if even if you're not an IndyCar fan. I'm sure people still find themselves watching it just to see what it's like. It's kind of like the Masters. Yeah, it's like the I Masters. Mean, you're not a golf fan, but you're going to still watch the Masters. Still watch the Masters. It's right there. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, 
All right, anything else regarding any Monaco, Charlotte for, for all three series truck Xfinity and Cup? No. Big weekend of racing coming up here. Here are the start times for you guys. Truck series will start will race, I should say, Friday, May 26th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Xfinity Series will be Saturday, May 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Then we get to the big day, Preston. Ever since we started this show, when it was in the marbles and now rambling about racing, it has been, this is the big day. Prepare yourself for a marathon because here's, here's the start times for you guys. Saturday, or Sunday, I should say, Saturday. Might as well start the party on Saturday might if you well. ask me. Sunday, May 28th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 will be the Monaco Grand Prix. Then after that, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC, that's still Sunday, the Indianapolis 500 will be ran. And then following that, one right after the next, right after the other, the Coca-Cola 600 from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Sunday, May 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll be there. Remember your assignment? Take pictures of the prices to see if we can yep. figure out the Formula One prices and everything like that. And, and see if we can figure it out. I don't know. And uh, Ross Chastain fitted XL hat. I want you to wear your Noah Gregson hat while you buy that. I will be on the lookout for that. I, I'm buying it for a friend. You, you know what You know what <laughs> Preston's going to do right now? He's going to be like, oh, I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one. <laughs> couldn't find one. All right. And then we get down to this, Preston. Your picks for the Formula One race, the Indy 500, the Coke 600, Truck Xfinity and Cup for this weekend before we head into our final thoughts. you want me to go first or you want to go well, first? Well, uh, you can go first. Which Wait, which one are we going with first? Let's start off with the trucks. Okay. And then we'll go Xfinity, Formula One, Indy, NASC, and then the Cup Series, the Coke okay. 600. that sounds good. So you want me to go first? Yeah, let's hear what your truck's pick is. Truck Series, I'm going to go Ben Rhodes. All right, I like that pick. Xfinity, Justin Allgaier. I have Ooh. faith in him. Ooh. I have faith in Justin Allgaier. And now I'm going to hear your truck and Xfinity picks, and then I'm going to then we'll get into the big races. Trucks, I'm going with Matt Crafton. Oh, I almost went with Matt Crafton. The Xfinity series, because I don't want to pick the same as you, because I did think about Justin ha. Allgaier. I'm going to go Brandon Jones. Okay, Brand- oh, <laughs> that's a joke. What a joke. Hey, that guy hasn't been racing well all season. Hyped up for nothing. It could, hey, things happen. Things no, change on yeah, a whim. Yeah, it's not going to change for Brandon Jones. We'll see. All right, for Formula One, you or me? Let's hear what you have to. I, I would say we're at a bit of a disadvantage because we don't know what the qualifying order is yet. But if rain's in the forecast, I'm thinking for a Hail Mary super, you know, a Hail Mary type thing. If rain does happen... Well, let's see. I don't think rain is in the forecast for qualifying. Okay, least. no, I'm, I'm talking about for, for the, the race. race. Okay, all right. All I, right. I got two things. If it stays dry, it's going to be the driver up front, which is more likely going to be Verstappen or Perez. I'm going to say probably Verstappen. Okay. But but for this, for if it's dry, Perez right. wins it. If it's wet, Kevin Magnuson. Ooh. If it's wet, Kevin Magnuson. Hmm. If it's dry, Sergio Perez. Okay. Wow. All right. What about you? Formula One. Fernando Alonso. I'm throwing the Hail Mary on this one. No, man. Fernando Alonso. You heard it here first. He's running running consistently, but he's not running as consistently as he was in the first few races of the season, I feel. I'm going Fernando Alonso on this one. I mean, good pick. Go for it. I got a good feeling about this one. Go for it, buddy. You can't, don't, don't help, don't have me stop you. Don't have me crush your dreams. <laughs> All right. Indianapolis 500. Who do you have? Willpower. All right. Willpower. Scott Dixon. Ooh. All he right. was upside down a few years ago. All right. <laughs> but I think Scott Dixon grabs the Indy 500. And Willpower isn't a bad pick either. No. No, he's not. But Scott Dixon's a good pick, too. Scott Dixon is a good pick. And I, I Willpower is a good pick, too. I'll give you that. Coca-Cola 600. You'll be there, Preston. Let you go first. Who does it? I had to wrestle with this one for a hot minute because I, I wanted to say Kyle Larson, and and then I was like, man, you know, 
I'm going with William Byron on this one. He's both, been struggling. Both, both he struggled at the Coke 600 the last few years. But both low-hanging fruit this year in particular. Absolutely, but proven his, given his track record, the last five Coke 600s, it's it, it, I'm going to have to. I'll go William Byron, even though it's it just not, right. hasn't been looking good for him. Last year was an interesting year for the Coca-Cola 600 where we saw a big wreck at the end. We saw a lot of crazy stuff happen. The team that was involved in that wreck, Richard Childress, was there. However, got rid of one of their drivers to 23-11. Tyler Reddick gets it done. All right. I like that. I, I think Tyler Reddick, I don't, I don't know what it is about Tyler Reddick, but he'll, he runs well at mile and a half. He gets it done. All right. That's a good pick. That is a very good pick. I, I think so Tyler as Reddick well. Is a good pick. I think so as well, buddy. I like that. But... Well, let us know what your picks are using hashtag what you think ITM on all social media platforms. Do you have anything else before we head, head into our final thoughts here? No. All right. Well, let's head into our final thoughts. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about a partner that has been with Ramblin' About Racing since we were called In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast and since we were on the Unhinged Sports Network, and that is Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for everything NASCAR, for your favorite driver's T-shirts, hoodies, hats, die-cast, and so much more. But it isn't just NASCAR. I get my all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear from there as well as my Washington Capitals gear there as well one-stop shop for everything you need any type of sport you need links can be found under the sponsor tab at ramblingaboutracing.com as well as the under the podcast description and youtube description depending on whether you're watching or listening to rambling about racing head over there right now get your favorite sports gears need for this upcoming season Final thoughts on this week's episode of Rambling About Race. And again, thank you for tuning in for, to us, whether you're on your regular podcast platform or on YouTube. Really do appreciate it if Blind Spotting happens to be listening to this on their way up to the famed Yard of Bricks there in Indianapolis. Be safe and have a great time. Kiss the bricks for me. Kiss the bricks for Rambling About Race. And I've kissed them before, actually, Preston. During, you have? During the 2004 United States Grand Prix. For Formula One, I was there. And I kissed the bricks. And I got to see Michael Schumacher win a race. Wow, what a day. What a weekend that was. And that was before I went off to Marine Corps boot camp and got the crap kicked out of me for three months. Well worth it. (laughs) Well worth it, though. But thanks again for tuning in to us. And I, again, apologize for last week. That's my fault. 100% my fault. Preston had nothing to do with it. He would have been game to come here regardless. But guess what? It is what it is. Anyway, Preston. It is. What's it is? We got our fantasy standings here. Oh. Yes, we do. Oh, I can't. There it is. Our fantasy hey. standings here. And um, this is following the Darlington race, the Goodyear 400 throwback yes, weekend. it is. In which William Byron won. Great race. It was actually a fun race. We didn't talk about it at all because it's kind of an old. It's, it's a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, but I thought it was great. I thought it was a great race there. I thought Darlington. it was a fantastic race at Darlington. I wish I would have been there. Yeah, I wish I would have been there as well, but it was Mother's Day weekend, man. Yeah. Got it's to watch a- on TV, got to scream at the TV, and excitement, of course. Of course. It's a great race. And I was hoping William Byron didn't win. I was hoping, and we could have talked. Oh, I regret not doing the show last week because Kyle Larson, or not Kyle Larson, well, Kyle Larson was involved. However, Ross Chastain was involved too. Oh, Okay. Okay. Before we hit the fantasy settings, we then we'll, fan- we'll say this. I will say this. I will give kudos to Ross Chastain because for once in an interview when he was asked about it, he finally owned up to it. Yeah, I tried to squeeze him. Well, I was he just did. racing. He did. And I was like, wow, that's about freaking time he said something like that instead of him going, oh, man, you know, I'm so I was sorry. Ha- you know what I was happiest about throughout that whole race to Goodyear 400? 
You know what I was happy about? What's that? Chase Elliott wrecked while his dad was calling the race. Uh, the best part of the whole race uh, was right there. I mean, Bill Elliott was... in the booth, Chase Elliott getting caught up in that wreck when Truax turned himself in front of the whole field. Oh, yeah. He he went up in front of Logano just like how Chastain tried to, sque- you know, tried to squeeze Larson. It was just a... I mean, that's just Darlington, man, for you. It's just yep. not a very but, wide groove racetrack. But the it fact that is. Bill Elliott was calling the race going, hey, I don't want to be biased, but my son's up there. And then I ha- I do have to say this, though. The Chase Elliott throwback scheme was actually very fitting. It was actually, I was actually like, you know what? That's what the nine cars should look like. Yeah, it was really cool, except for the fact that it was a Chevy and not a Dodge. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but, you know. I mean, if, if, if it were up to me, Dodge would be back in the sport. Of course. And that's course. that's just me. Anyway, sta- fantasy standings for rambling about racing, or I think it's still in the marbles 2.0 here on the fantasy things. Following the Darlington race, make sure to set your lineup for the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend. And let me guess here, Preston, am I still at the bottom? Yes. Okay, I'm still yeah. at the bottom. You finished last at Darlington, so. Yeah, I, I, I got chastained. Yeah, you finished last. Anyway, let's hear the fantasy standings. You bring up the rear? You you can skip that part. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. We'll we all get it. This, uh, <laughs> fuck it out. 13th is Smoking Woody at 1869. Bean on 3 is sitting 12th at 1908. Sissy K is 11th with 1944. Super Sumo 32 is 10th with 1987. Grocery Getter 6 sitting 9th at 2018 points. Chuck 8384 sitting 8th at 2021 Points. TS Promo D, 7th, 2056. Money Team Moon Rovers sits 6th at 2069. S Blades is 5th with 2087. The Sports Stove sits 4th at 2119. Matt Camper is 3rd, 2181. Yours Truly sits 2nd now at 2280 points. And the DraftKings Research lineup, which is Maples, sits First at 2,330 points. So he had a strong showing at Darlington. No kidding. And I finished fifth at Darlington. So that's well, where if I it helps any, you didn't finish last. You're not holding up the rear. I know how BJ McLeod feels. <laughs> I know how Williams feels now. Uh, it's a horrible feeling. You're, I'm pretty much right now looking forward to 2024. Like, there's no way I'm going to. You've already get, yeah, you've already moved I, on. I've already, like, I'll show up to participate. And maybe get a win or two. You're you're right now. You're like you're Williams. You're looking at ways to allocate funds and save for next year, so you can put. I, I, more. I'm already cutting the pit boxes down. It's yeah. like you know we don't need those many engineers yeah. there. <laughs> we don't need that whatsoever. Well, and then we get into this week in NASCAR, Preston. This is by far my favorite part of the week. And you know what? They ha- I mean, it's great that they brought North Wilkesboro back. But if you read the history books, there's many more tracks they can bring back. Rockingham. For, yes, for instance, Rockingham would be nice. Rockingham would be nice. But here for this week in NASCAR, Preston, we go back to May 24th, 1987. Kyle Betty survives a day of heavy attrition and captures the Charlotte's Coca-Cola 600 for his first super speedway win, driving the Wood Brothers Ford. Petty gives the, the Virginian team their 70th super speedway win. Oh, Stuart Virginia. And that it didn't say there's no W in there. And that happened May 24th, 1987, this week in NASCAR. Preston, do you have anything else before we call it a day here? Yes, I do. I have one thing for okay, you. Okay, one thing so for us. It could us. be a question here. Though. Okay. In our final thoughts so segment. If, if NASCAR would go the route of not bringing back the All-Star Race, how would you feel if they brought back something like the Winston uh, the uh, the Winston Million, the Grand Slam. You you mean like the four races and or what they used to do the no no bull where if you qualified in the top or if you finish in the top five at a particular race and at the next big race you'd still have it's kind of like the Xfinity Dash for Cash. Yeah, almost like the Xfinity Dash for Cash, but you had to win like four out of the five. Uh, what was quote unquote referred to as like the crown jewel? I think it was Daytona. It was Daytona 500. It was Darlington. Southern 500. Southern 500. The Coca-Cola 600. The Brickyard 400. And then they threw in Talladega as well, I think. The, the, the second Talladega race. Well, when Bill Elliott won it, I remember this. Because Bill Elliott did it. 
He won the Daytona 500, the Southern 500, Talladega, Fall Race, mm-hmm. the Coca-Cola 600, and I think that was the only four races on there that were considered crown jewels at the time. Then you had the Brickyard 400, which became another crown jewel. I'm okay with that because, I mean, if you throw it out there saying, because that's what Winston did. Winston said, nobody's going to win all four of these races. Yeah. Well, Bill Elliott showed him and won a million bucks, which was a lot of money back then. A million dollars for the all-star race is okay, and it's it's probably a staple to it. Nobody cares about the trophy. They just want to win the million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that, but I don't want them to take away the all-star race quite yet. I think North Wilkesboro could be a great venue for the all-star race, if not a points-paying race in the future. But it's an old track. They need to repave it. They need to still upgrade it. They only had this amount of time to fit in, to change pretty much everything. Infrastructure around there, sewers, piping. Go back and listen to our Save the Speedway episode. They needed to they needed to change everything for that racetrack in order for this event, this event and this weekend, this past weekend to happen. They did a great job. They still need to work on it. They need to repave it. They need to change a few things. But don't get rid of the all-star race just based off of North Wilkesboro this past weekend. To me. Now, if it was at Texas, I'm like, okay. Well, at least we're out of Texas. Right. But I, I like where you're going with that. But I don't want to get. I don't want to see the all-star race in. I like the all-star race. Okay. I just thought it was kind of boring this year. Okay. But again, that goes back to, they, well, they need a fix to track. They probably couldn't. They probably wanted to repave it, but couldn't allocate the time in order to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would, they would have had enough. No, time they wouldn't have had enough time to do it. But now they have enough time to do it. Yep. But was that it? That was it. All yep, right. Fred, it. Well, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? You have a safe trip up to Charlotte. Thank you. Remember, Ross Chastain fitted hat. Large, extra large. Large, extra large. Okay. There you go, yeah. buddy. You got it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Anything else safe travels? Hopefully it doesn't rain on you. I hope not. We'll see. But anything else before we wrap it up here? Nope. All right, then. Well, we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up on this episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on your regular podcast platform or YouTube. Really do appreciate you taking the time to show up and listen to us ramble about racing. Again, sorry about last week. It will hopefully won't happen much in the future, but again, like Preston said, Life does happen. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Stand Up to Cancer Fanatics, Extreme Sim Racing, and Devos Outdoor Lightning for all they do for us here at Rambling About Racing and what they do for Belly Up Sports as well. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing and to see what's going on in our lives as well. For Preston Lube, P underscore Luda, I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 Stay safe, have a good weekend of racing, and remember all those who gave the ultimate sacrifice this Memorial Day weekend as you're out and about with your family and friends. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs>